I don't want to be a doomsayer, but some of the economic turmoil that we are fearing is going to happen has started today, Friday, March 10th, 2023. I would say that there's not much hyperbole in the way Breitbart announced it. So the feds have seized via the FDIC becoming the receiver, SVB Bank. It is the largest failure since the Great Recession. If this bank fails, it will be the second largest in the history of the United States. There's calls to bail out the bank, and there's fears that uh, this is a contagion of bank failures. Let me give you the news. California regulators close Silicon Valley Bank, FDIC named receiver. If you were to log into your mobile or your online access to SVB, or if you do, if you bank with SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, you will get the following warning with a little triangle and exclamation point in it. System unavailable. Banks' online banking system and mobile services are currently unavailable. We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause and are working to restore services as soon as possible. The bank holds $173 billion in deposits and this crash could cause the the recession that we're kind of in but can really make it a a great uh, recession. This one bank provided funding to almost 45% of all the capital venture-backed tech and healthcare companies. That's according to their website. I read another report that's actually over 50%. So all those new startup companies and all those venture capital-backed healthcare and tech firms that the NASDAQ and the other love so much, this one bank had out banking relationships with 50% of those companies. See how this might have a domino effect? And then if you were around for the 2001 crash, I was I was in investment banking at that time. I was an investment banker working in mergers and acquisitions. I was the only guy in my firm, the most junior guy, to actually get deals done. I did merges. But you'll know how tough it was after 2001 to do that. Because everyone was holding on the cash, didn't want to uh, put money in things, and it just things just dried up and halted, and things were really difficult. Then in 2008, we saw that same thing again, folks. This can, and if this does snowball, it will affect you. Can you imagine you try to go in to get your money out? Because millions of people try to, uh, millions of dollars, they try to get out of there, but they couldn't. You can't Zelle, you couldn't Venmo, you couldn't transfer, you couldn't wire out of there. And, the, and it's now until Monday afternoon, the, the, the letter says, uh, we are trying to get this back for you to, on Monday afternoon. That means Friday, you're crap out of luck, Saturday, Sunday, and maybe Monday. It could be till Tuesday till you get it. By the way, as a retired banker and VP of an FDIC-insured bank, the law is, unless they've changed in the last several years since I I've, I've, I resigned, well, I didn't resign. I retired and went on to, uh, I quit, fancy words. I just quit 
and uh, started our, our, our family staffing company that we had, which allowed me to build uh, this YouTube channel and other platforms. There was the law, I don't see why it would have changed, where the, they, the banks can be closed more than three days in a row. That's how it works. So that's why there's a bank, a bank holiday on Monday. They've got to be open uh, on the following Tuesday. Like they can't extend it. And if there's a Friday and Monday holiday, they have to pick one of them. And I think all banks just do the Monday bank holiday. So they can be closed Saturday, Sunday, Monday, but they can't be, you cannot not have access to your funds more than three days. They can't shut you out more than three days. And of course, I think they've been trying to change these laws because you have ATMs and you have wire transfers or whatever. But still, you should be able to go in and physically talk to someone and take your money out. These people are $173 billion of assets and it's gone. It's a bank run on SVB, SVB and people are told, uh, sorry, those of you who your FDIC insured deposits, FDIC is going to deposit those. Uh, is going to insure those. But anything above the FDIC insured deposits, any uninsured money people had with SVB, they're going to have to wait now that it's in receivership, see what happens, the assets are sold if the bank fails, and then you'll get a portion of that. So if you had more money in there, then uh, you're, you're crap out of luck. Just want to mention that, folks, because these are the signs that we see when a massive crash is going to happen. Plus, I've been looking at the financial news, which I always do. I don't generally report on here. I usually do on Thursday and Fridays. We'll bring you some sort of financial analysis. I wasn't even going to start off this episode with this because most people don't care about this. And I want to get something that will really get your attention. But folks, this is important. The feds have seized a bank that has a relationship with half of the startup capital and healthcare and tech uh, venture-backed companies. That's a huge deal. And this could be contagious. Okay. Also, I've seen several experts say that they expect a stock market crash, a huge stock market crash, like a 1980s type of stock market crash in the next 60 days or less. On to uh, some other news. Some of the billions of dollars of weapons the United States sent to Ukraine according to a report today, Friday, are in the hands of Iran. According to the report, uh, let me read this to you. As Republican lawmakers have stepped up their oversight on U.S. aid to Ukraine, four anonymous sources revealed to CNN, some of the weapons provided to Ukraine have been captured by Russian forces and sent to Iran for reverse engineering. So there you go, folks. Thank you, Russia, for helping Iran via the weapons that we're sending there, us and other Western countries. Those weapons include the Javelin anti-tank and Stinger anti-craft missiles that Ukraine has begged the U.S. to send more of. The weapons were likely picked up on the battlefield because what happens, we're getting misreporting of what's happening out there, but people go AWOL, they abandon, they, they get blitzkrieged by the Russians and then they flee and they leave everything that we've sent them on the battlefield. And Russia's just scooping it up and now sending it to over Iran. Wow. According to the report, in many of those ca cases, Russia has then flown the equipment to Iran to dismantle and analyze. Likely so the Iranian military can attempt to make their own version of the weapons, sources said. Russia believes that continuing to provide captured Western weapons to Iran will incentivize Tehran to maintain its support for Russia's war in Ukraine. Wow. 
Okay, how, how about some good news then? Also having to do with firearms. Visa and MasterCard announced a pause to the implementation of a new merchant category code that would track consumers' purchases of firearms and ammunition. Now, as I've covered, and I believe BCP Jr. has covered also uh, on our second channel, uh, if you're not aware, folks, uh, we have a sister channel uh, on YouTube. It's called uh, the BCP Report. I'll go check it out. You can go to bcpreport.com or click on any of the links or see the link in the description below. No matter what platform you're on, we have links to our other shows. You can check it out. But we talked about this plan the scheme to undermine our Second Amendment rights by having Visa and MasterCard put codes when people purchase firearms or ammunitions at gun shops. Well, there, there was a big pushback on that, uh, not just from the gun lobbyers like everyone on the left wants you to believe, but there actually were 24 states whose attorneys general, of course, these were GOP states, wrote a letter to the payment networks threatening legal action against Visa and MasterCard if they, if they move forward with their plan. This all has to do with the International Organization of Standardization, also known as ISO. And they have a group of category uh, merchant codes. ISO said, forget it, we're not going to create this new code. So Visa and MasterCard said, well, they're not going to do the new code. We're not going to track this. So that's a small win. I don't like the fact that they said that it's a pause to the implementation. It should be a, a hard stop. Visa and MasterCard came to the correct conclusion. However, they shouldn't just pause the implementation of this plan. They should end it definitely, said Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen, who led the 24-state GOP group to pressure Visa and MasterCard to drop the standard. Okay, let's get into what's happening in China. By the way, folks, my name is James, if you're new around here, a.k.a. BCP Black Conservative Patriot. Appreciate you being here. We've had... uh, by the way, if you're on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. If you're watching this on Spotify or listening to this on the many podcast platforms we're on, just hit follow or any other way that that platform has for you to let the platform know that you are a subscriber or a fan of this show. This is the open source news edition of the BCP podcast. We've had an interesting morning on Friday. Woke up, did a live stream, posted the live stream. And I had to take down the live stream. Not going to go into this here, why that happened. Put up a recorded version of that live stream up on YouTube. Then gave you guys links to that to watch the replay. Actually, that replay is still on Spotify and the on, and the podcast formats if you want to listen to it. And then there was issues with that as well on YouTube. And I had to take that down as well. So if you're watching this on YouTube, this is the third attempt to get you news information this Friday morning, not the first. Actually, seeing how late it is, it won't even be morning even in the West Coast when this finally goes up. The Chinese people have unanimously, through their uh, system, unanimously elected, and for those listening, I'm doing air quotes, elected, The Chinese National People's Congress unanimously elected communist dictator Xi Jinping to a third term as president. And in China, the president is also the head of the nation's military. That happened Friday. Of course, this is entirely to be expected. He had no competition. So, 
A totalitarian regime, China does not allow the public any say in who its national leaders are. Instead, the Communist Party elite handpick lawmakers, local and provincial level officials, and those among their ranks get to pick. And they unanimously said, Xi Jinping the XI, the big guy. Let's give him a third time. No surprise there. Now, I introduce the CCP story to talk about yet another Joe Biden direct, indirect link to the CCP. Now, let's talk about TikTok, folks. Not talk about TikTok and how they, uh, the White House had TikTok influencers come to the White House and make videos to push propaganda about Joe Biden. That happened the first year, uh, within the first year of his presidency. No, let's talk about what's going on with TikTok. Okay. TikTok is owned by the CCP. It's not Chinese influence or Chinese controlled. The reason why they're trying to obfuscate and hide this and, but everyone knows TikTok is a video sharing application that is owned by the CCP. They make it look like ByteDance and some private companies are doing it, but the CCP owns it. It's their propaganda outlet. Okay. And it has come as it should have, it should, should be under increased scrutiny because of this ownership. Check this out. Politico is reporting. TikTok, the wildly popular Chinese-owned social media app, has hired top Biden-connected consulting firm SKDK as it faces scrutiny in Washington. The public affairs and political consulting firm is providing communication support to the company, which has come under government scrutiny with senators recently introducing a bipartisan bill empowering Biden to restrict or potentially ban the service. Seems like Joe Biden is coming around to that, finally. SDK, which is, you know, remember Anita Dunn, the big liar? It's the most well-connected Democratic firm in Washington with former top employees and senior and mid-level roles in the Biden administration. Anita Dunn, a founding uh, partner, went to the White House last uh, May where she was senior advisor after a stint as part of the Biden administration in the early part and also she worked on the 2020 campaign. And now they are representing CCP company and staying alive. The comments are amazing. TikTok hires one of the most aggressive, least respected Democratic firms headed by litigious liar Anita Dunn so clearly, they're betting on a monopartisan Democrat defense to save them. It's the Uniparty, the international Marxist Uniparty. TikTok hiring SKDK is almost too perfect for words, Stephen Miller says. White House plus media plus Dem think tanks run by Biden advisors are all in on the CCP. They're probably part of the people that voted unanimously for Xi Jinping. So there you have it. But now it seems that the Biden administration may be reversing course on TikTok. Who knows? But this is what we're seeing. The Epoch Times reports, the White House has reversed direction this week, saying it would support a Senate bill that would allow TikTok, that would outlaw, excuse me, not allow, <laughs> outlaw TikTok in the United States. Why? This is all politics. They're seeing the pressure coming from people within their own party. Wow. I guess not all Dems are in the bag for the CCP, at least not for their video sharing app. But then again, folks, because money talks, 
I wouldn't put it past Google money pushing many of these Democrats and Republican congressmen and women to want to end TikTok because YouTube and their parent company, Google Alphabet, is really pushing their short form video format, shorts. They even rolled out monetization for shorts last month to compete with TikTok. So I don't know if this is they're getting paid by Google to oppose TikTok, but but we're seeing bipartisan pushback against TikTok. And now it looks like the Biden regime has changed their tune and they said that they would be willing to support that Senate bill. And this is what President Trump truthed out within the last 24 hours about this. He truthed. Has anybody noticed that everyone wants to go after and destroy TikTok due to China influence and national security? When I wanted to disable TikTok three years ago, I was met with opposition from rhinos to Democrats to everyone else. They actually went to court in an effort to stop me. Now they realize I was right and have changed their tune. Interessante. Muito interessante. All right. More interesting news when it comes to finance. The Joe Biden economy strikes again. GM, who we bailed out, don't forget, along with Chrysler, Ford did not take the bailout, much to their credit. General Motors is asking its employees to take a voluntary uh, buyout. Now, what's interesting is that they said that they would not be laying off people. So it's a way of cutting jobs without technically firing and laying off people. And many of these people, I'm sure, because of their unions, voted for Joe Biden. General Motors said in January it would save $2 million without planning any layoffs. But yesterday, it said it was looking for workers to leave voluntarily. In a, regula- in a regulatory filing, the automaker said it was saving, looking to save costs through attrition and local and voluntary separation programs. So this goes this is to people here locally, or I should say, in the United States and abroad. Anyone who's worked for five years, or if they're white collar for two years, and they have two weeks to decide. So how do you say that we're trying to lay off people without laying them off? Okay, let's uh, get into Trump news. I think we can expect a Trump indictment. That seems to be what the winds are predicting. Okay, so Manhattan's district attorney's office has revived its criminal investigation into the Trump hush money, uh, Stormy Daniels, her real name is Stephanie Clifford case. I do want to report that Trump has denied the affair. Uh, Some unsavory characters like Michael Cohen have said that he was part of this $130,000 hush money uh, payment to Stormy Daniels. Once again, non-disclosure agreements are signed all the time. There's nothing illegal about them. If you take the money and sign a document saying that you're not going to talk about something, you've entered into a legally binding document and received payment not to talk about it. So let's just say, let's just go with Trump had an affair with Stormy Daniels and paid $130,000 to not talk about it. And she accepted the funds and signed the NDA. Where's the crime? Two consenting adults signed a document and one of them is a breach of contract. What's the criminality here? 
There is none. That's why it was dropped by uh, uh, Alvin Dunn back in, um, was it last year? So, I'm uh, sorry, Alvin Dunn, uh, uh, Alvin Braggs. Manhattan DA Alvin Braggs, predecessor, previously rejected the, the Trump hush money case because it wouldn't stand up in court. But now uh, they've revived it again. Oh, wait a minute. They had this case back in 2020 when President Trump was running for for president uh, for re-election. And now that he's running for re-election again in 2024, all of a sudden the case is resurrected. Isn't that just a dink? Now, what they've done is they've invited President Trump to come and meet with the grand jury. And when someone is under investigation and is invited to meet with the grand jury, that's generally a sign that an indictment is imminent. Of course, President Trump is probably not going to accept this invitation. Who knows if his legal f- folks will go and meet with them, uh, with the with the grand jury. But this uh, this seems to point out to that happening. Here's the New York Times: Prosecutors signal criminal charges for Trump are likely. The president was told that he could appear before a Manhattan grand jury next week if he wishes to testify. A strong indication that an indictment could soon follow. In New York, potential defendants have the right to answer questions in the grand jury before they are indicted, but they rarely testify, and Mr. Trump is likely to decline the offer. His lawyers could also meet privately with the prosecutors in hopes of fending off criminal charges. Why would they do that? Letitia James and the entire uh, Manhattan District Attorney are after Trump. They don't want to plea. They don't want anything. They want to go after him. They are political operatives of the left. Speaking of the left, let me end with what's going on on the right. Mitch McConnell, as I reported, fell while attending a fundraiser dinner for the Senate Leadership Fund Super PAC that happened in the former Trump Hotel, now the Waldorf Astoria, D.C. And this is the update we have. Leader McConnell tripped at a dinner event Wednesday evening and has been admitted to the hospital and is being treated for a concussion. He is expected to remain in the hospital for a few days of observation and treatment. The leader is grateful to the medical professionals for their care and to his colleagues for their warm wishes. A reminder, he is 81 years old. All right, folks, that's the news items I wanted to bring to you. I will definitely have more reporting later this afternoon or evening. Uh, we'll see if we can't get this report up. Third, uh, third, to- third time's a charm, I think they say. Like, share, subscribe, and check all the links down below for our other programming.